0: I like this promotion. (laughs) So last night in Virginia, the women's basketball team was playing Miami. And how it worked was if one of Miami's players went to the free throw line and missed both of their free throws, then the entire crowd would get free bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so uh, the opposing team's player is at the line. They missed both free throws, free bacon for the crowd. There was people dressed up in bacon costumes. They had giant bacon cardboard strips that they were waving around trying to distract
1: Amazing the,
0: the team, and it was loud in there. Did they get free bacon? Well, let's have a listen.
2: So the kids are is in their seats because everybody gets bacon if in the second half the opponent here misses two consecutive free throws
0: and it's bacon time <laughs> it's bacon time <laughs> oh the world's a better place bacon for everybody world's a better place unless you're a pig yeah or vegan <laughs> or vegan <laughs> but this, is, this must be a trend. I don't know if it's just women's sports they're doing this in. I'd like to see this uh, some teams around here incorporate yeah. uh, this, this free food, uh, free throw contest into the games. Because listen to the crowd in North Carolina State. They're cheering on their basketball team last night for free chicken. <laughs> and they're chanting
1: chicken in here because if she misses the next one,
3: we we'll get chicken.
0: Let's do that chicken.
1: That is awesome. Free bacon, free chicken. Yeah, that that is such a brilliant marketing ploy. I see every once in a while if the points in the basketball game go over two hundred collective points, you get a free hot and ready slice or something. Whatever. I love those promotions. But actively getting the crowd to cheer during a free throw is brilliant.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant. Bacon, chicken. You're right though. The vegans are missing out. Maybe they the one one game a year they can do like free carrots or something. (laughs) Free bag of mini carrots. Yeah, yeah. The crowd. Yeah, you could
1: say it's like good for your eyes, right? And this shooter can't see. Not quite as loud in here
0: as it was for free bacon night. And it's bacon time. There are some people crying foul after Justin Bieber did some photo cropping from the NHL All-Star weekend. Mm -hmm. He uh, predictably cropped... McKinnon? Was it McKinnon? Was the third guy in the picture? Yeah, yeah. Nathan McKinnon from Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> and it was McKinnon, uh, Bieber in the middle, and then Sidney Crosby was on Bieber's right. And apparently you could tell when when it was on TV they were posing for the picture you could see Bieber totally leaning into Sidney Crosby yeah. to give himself a
1: little cropping room yeah it's just the three of them and Bieber's wearing a blue jersey sandwiched between two yellow jerseys so when he leans into Crosby there's like a foot gap between him and McKinnon <laughs> it's blatant and people in the, in the comment sections of when this story first started popping up were going oh that's what my husband said for sure he's leaning away from McKinnon so he can frame a photo of him and Sidney Crosby at the All-Star game. And then Bieber went to his Instagram and posted that photo of him and Sid. And you can see Nathan McKinnon's arm.
0: He's a little piece of his jersey. I think his arm is generous. You can see
1: the nine, but not the one.
0: (laughs) You can tell someone else is hovering. Yeah, Get out of my picture with Sidney Crosby. That's too bad.
1: I wish McKinnon knew what was going on and kept on getting closer and, like, try to ruin the photo.
0: <laughs> Nathan McKinnon should crop it so it's just him. <laughs> just post a picture yeah, of yeah, only yeah. him or take out Justin Bieber in the middle yeah. somehow.
1: And just bad Microsoft Paint put him and Crosby together and take <laughs> Bieber out. That's, he has to do that now because you know he's getting the gears from all the guys. It
0: is, it is kind of cool that Justin Bieber would be so excited To meet Sidney Crosby, when Bieber is one of the most famous guys on this planet, right? Mm -hmm. But he still gets excited to meet a hockey superstar
1: like Crosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not so much Nathan (laughs) McKinnon. He's more of an offensive guy, I guess. I (laughs) like, but like, if you're really being honest, who would you? And I love Nathan McKinnon. The Abs are my second team. Sure. But like if you had a picture with one of the greatest hockey players of all time... If
0: you were walking down the street and two guys were walking towards you, one was Nathan McKinnon, one was Sidney Crosby, which guy would you recognize in their street clothes on the street? First, for sure, for Crosby. Sure. Crosby. Yeah, yeah, Crosby's a household name. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but you think Bieber, after years of getting his photo taken, being in the spotlight,
0: you could be a little more subtle. We've all done it, though. You know, you take a you take a a girl that you're dating to a wedding, and they're doing the family photo, and you always put the the new relationship on the end of the photo just in Very case. Very true. Yeah, in case you need to. <laughs> tighten
1: that up a little <laughs> bit. In case uh, your boyfriend uh, next year needs to become a bush. <laughs>
0: you put a Photoshop Let's put a, sh- a hedge a over of top A recycling of bin. Why is there a recycling bin in this family uh, photo? That was uh, Eric. That was What's-His-Face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> will you love him? Or will you leave him? Will you choose the ring or choose freedom? Take a hockey one thing is
3: free Will you love them or will you leave them Propose now, we're never gonna see them You'll never get down dirty under the sheets But you and some buddies get more golden seats
0: Hey, it's up to you Taz and Jim's love them or leave them too All week long we are uh, hearing from qualifiers People who think it's about time that the question was popped Now, this is an interesting one, because we know uh, we've got two options. You can go love them, propose on the radio, and walk away with a $5,000 engagement ring from J.B. Simpson Jewelers. Or you can break up live on the radio this Valentine's Day, and uh, you'll get four tickets to go see Toronto play some hockey. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, usually... People in the relationship who have been waiting for their partner to pop the question are the ones who enter. But this one's a little different. We thought we'd give it a try because it's such a cute story. So let's see if we can get Samantha on the line. Hello. Hi, is that Samantha? Yes. Hi, Samantha. It's Taz and Jim. You're on the radio. How are you? We're very good. (laughs) Who's that in the background? It's my son. Hey, buddy. Hi. Hi. You entered our love 'em or leave 'em contest. Yes, I did. But not for yourself. Explain this one. It's for my mom and dad, actually. So they've been
1: together 27 years, and he stepped in as the role of her four children from a previous marriage, and
3: I, I feel like they deserve it. Hmm.
1: Is there a reason, or a, does he give a saying every time somebody says, why aren't you guys married? Does he have something that he says is the reason why? No, not really. He just he, he doesn't
0: say anything. So he, he, technically he's your stepfather, but he raised you like you were his own daughter.
1: He's my father, 100%. Well,
0: that's pretty cool. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this would be a nice story. But he could also, <laughs> this would be a story where they've been together for so long, he'd be like... What do we need to get married for? I'm taking the Leafs tickets. What are you going to do? <laughs> like,
0: like, yeah, it could no go kidding. either way here. No kidding. Is he a Leaf fan? Uh, he's a hockey fan. I'm not sure about the Leafs. <laughs> okay, okay. How meaningful would it be for you, Samantha, if they made it official after 27 years and I did get married? Sob,
1: I would sob like a baby.
0: Oh, yeah, I bet. It would be pretty emotional, huh?
1: 100%. These My parents are...
2: The most amazing people. You've got they a ring bearer
0: ready. Yeah, sounds yeah. like you might have a couple yeah. of them. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I got a I got a flower girl.
0: Huh. You got to check with your mom and make sure she's okay with this because if we're going to call her partner and give him an ultimatum, uh, what if he what if he does break up with her and go to the hockey game, or what if he oh, proposes God, and she I, says no?
2: He would have me to deal with.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, it sounds like you got your hands full there, so we'll let you go, but. You have qualified on behalf of your parents for Taz and Jim's "Love 'Em or Leave 'Em." Oh my God, amazing! Will you them or will you them? Will you choose the ring or choose freedom? End of an era. Landlines could be extinct in the near future. I'm a little concerned about this because you, you see the uh, like the post-apocalyptic movies, and you know they're always looking for the old CB radio. To help them communicate, yeah. maybe they could get the landlines going, the old phone lines working again. But if they start ripping these things out, yeah, how are you supposed shutting to, down the grid. How are you supposed to get out of the matrix if you don't have a landline phone? True, <laughs> doesn't work with cell phones. AT and T just applied for a waiver that would allow it to stop servicing traditional landlines in the state of California. There was a time where landlines were cheaper and more reliable compared to cell phones, but now it's becoming the reverse. It's more Mm. expensive to install landlines than it is just to give somebody a cell phone with a SIM card. It's true. I mean, you pop up a tower, that's expensive, but after that... Now, they're not canceling landline service in California or anywhere else yet, but they are going to uh, slowly stop servicing the landlines. Um, who do you have a landline at home? My parents do, and I, I'll, I'll be sad because it
1: has that classic phone number the only phone number like that they've ever had, other than their cell phones, of course, but they've had that Your phone childhood mind. phone number yeah, growing up that and It is ingrained in my brain.
0: If it stops existing, then do you even exist? I, Mad. Don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, uh, I'm assuming you'd be able to transfer that actual number over to a cell phone if it makes you feel better. It's not the same. It needs to (laughs) ring in the kitchen, and my mom has to answer it. (laughs) Who are they going to find to pull out uh, all these older copper wires? Uh, Do you think there's anyone willing to pull copper wires uh, (laughs) out of houses? Think we can find anybody? <laughs> well, it might be a couple volunteers. According to one expert, about 100 million landlines between business and residential are currently active in the United States. Only about 5% of them are expected to be active by 2030. That's a, a quick decline for landlines. Now, this is the sequel we need to Cocaine Bear. <laughs> cocaine Bear, based on a true story, right? Loosely based, yes. Loosely based. Um, And this is another true story that I think would be great on the big screen. It's something we haven't seen before. Okay. Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos are multiplying and starting to attack people, quote, very dangerous, is a true headline. (laughs) They're multiplying? (laughs) They're multiplying like gremlins. Just... Somebody tried to cut them in half. <laughs> Popping off of each other. No, they're mating with each other. So, this is the legend. Four hippos were originally brought to Colombia in the 1980s to be part of Pablo Escobar's private zoo. Since then, um, the hippos were uh, released, they mated with each other. And now there's about 170 hippos roaming northwest Columbia. Holy hungry, hungry hippos, am I right? (laughs) And recently they showed up near a school, 35 children playing in the area. Uh, The teachers and parents obviously very freaked out about this. They've got the wild cocaine hippos on the loose near the school. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how reinforced their fences are, but probably not hippo-proof. Hippos are deadly; they kill more humans every year than lions do. Believe it or not, hmm. lions kill about two hundred humans per year. Hippos, five hundred humans per year. Man, it's it's the water. I think I think they sneak up on you when you're
1: swimming. You don't see them coming because they're they're not s- sneaky animals. Like a lion could sneak up on you.
0: They also look very cute, right? Remember the uh, the commercial that had the little mini hippo? I think it was yeah, an Interact commercial.
1: That? Yeah, the the yeah, the thing a, was so cute. Yeah, I wish. I wish
0: you could have if, a mini hippo. Yeah,
1: if they were like the size of a penguin, <laughs> oh my god. Or just the size of
0: a small dog it would be amazing. Humans kill more humans every year than hippos kill humans. Yeah, I'm just looking at this list of animals, the animals that kill the most humans every year. It goes lions at number 10, hippos number 9, elephants number 8, crocodiles number 7, scorpions number 6, assassin bugs. Okay, I mean, aptly named. Number 5, dogs kill 59,000 people around the world Hmm. per year. Snakes. Our number three. Humans, number two. You'll never believe the number one killer of humans. What other species is the number one killer of humans every mosquito. year? Mosquito. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, disease. Mosquitoes. They'll get you. 725,000 people per year killed by mosquitoes. Man. Can they do cocaine? Oh, <laughs> Do we no. need cocaine mosquito?
1: If you thought, uh, like, normal people on cocaine were annoying, imagine a mosquito on <laughs> cocaine. then we should start a bar. Let's open a bar. <laughs>
0: I love when our sports guy, Devin Peacock, gets all worked up. Uh, Dev, the NFL is going abroad once again next season.
2: Yeah, so the NFL in recent years has uh, been going to England a lot. They've played uh, some games in Germany as well. Now they are going down to Brazil. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to start their season in Brazil on a Friday in September. And... uh, we, we see all these leagues do this all the time. The NHL played in Sweden this year. The NBA likes to go international. The Major League, Major League Baseball likes to go international as well. They go to like Japan. Uh, they go uh, to South Korea. And I just want the leagues to stop it. Like just, just, just stop it. Why do you hate the globe, Dev? Yeah, why are you trying to steal their joy? <laughs> because it's stupid. Like If you were the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, you get eight home games a season. Like you have this entire stadium that is now being used one less game. like if if I'm a, a a taxpayer who spent like billions of dollars to build these things, or you own a restaurant near the stadium, or you have a restaurant near the stadium, it's rarely used, like this is a huge deal that is I think overlooked, but also what's Brazil going to do in the NFL? What's Germany going to do with the NFL? What's London going to do with the NFL? How how much are you actually growing your sport by having the team there as opposed to allowing them to just watch the game? Because when you're in Germany and they're playing it in the morning, it's just not the same. It's just a complete way You alienate your fans in North America. You don't see the Premier League do this. You don't see uh, any cricket leagues. You don't see any of these other leagues come to North America aside from preseason games. If you want to do this for preseasons, do it for the preseason, not the regular season, which the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball all seem to be uh, addicted to. It's driving me nuts.
0: I'm sure the fans in Philadelphia will be understanding, though, and wish nothing but (laughs) the best to the Brazilians who have stolen their football team for one of
2: the few home games next season. Maybe they can play in the jungle because we know Brazil's got tons of uh, stadiums in the jungle.
0: Well, don't make this personal. No need to tear a strip off Brazil.
2: (laughs) Oh, if there's any left.
0: (laughs) I just went out in the hall and they were playing our brother station, Country 104, out there. And I heard Kyle and Kendra, the morning show over there, talking about uh, Toby Keith, mm-hmm. country star, has passed away. The news broke overnight last night. And I thought of, of Toby Keith as one of the younger country guys, but I guess he was uh, 62 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not just uh, country music, but. He did a lot of television appearances. He did some acting as well. And, yeah, apparently he was battling cancer for a while now. Now, Jim, I know you are a little more into country music than me. Would I recognize Toby Keith's music? I think so.
1: Whiskey for my man, beer for my horse. That's Willie and Toby.
0: Beer for my my horses, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, this is my jam here. Should have been a cowboy. This is, a, this is one of his big first hits. This one was red a huge hit. Cup. I you up.
0: Let's have a party. Yeah. Let's have a party. Sold a lot of red solo you. cups red with solo that one. Big time. I
1: said, girls. And this is the classic. I
0: ain't as good as I once Oh, was. yeah. All the old boys love this one. I got a few years When well, this on one comes on now. at the Stag and Doe. Yeah. But there was a time. <laughs>
1: He was modern country, but he was kind of like a little bit outlaw country, too. He had that kind of vibe to him. Toby Keith was cool.
0: Yeah, rest in peace. Toby Keith has passed away at age 62 after a battle with cancer. Taz and Jim joined by our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Super Bowl this Sunday. Media day was yesterday. This is where all the... uh, News outlets get to ask the players, the coaches, whatever questions they want. And you thought there were some interesting choices when it came to questions, Def.
2: Yes. Uh, Sports writers, by and large, are some of the ugliest, fattest (laughs) slobs. Are you lumping yourself in there? I am not lumping myself in there. I'm not a sports writer. What about sports casters? I'm not they... even a sports caster. I'm your sports expert. You're a sports guy. And if you want me to continue being your sports expert, <laughs> watch where you're going with this. Uh, I'm cast. not trying to body shame <laughs> you, but you, you sure are. Uh... Well, I'm just. So. There knocking a, the sports writers out there. Because they're a bunch of fat slobs. <laughs> <laughs> and they were going pretty hard at the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. There was a picture recently of, uh, of uh, Patrick Mahomes with a dad bod. He had his shirt off in the locker room, and he did have a little bit of a belly on him, yeah. people pointed out. And so someone uh, who was, some, some Adonis who's a sports writer who's got like an eight-pack, you know, his, his, his six-pack has 6 packs. That's how strong the sports writer is. Started asking uh, Mahomes whether he'd rather have a, a Super Bowl ring or a, a six-pack.
3: Uh, another Super Bowl for sure. I, I have a six-pack. It's just under the dad bod. So it's just, if you, if you feel, I mean, there might be some skin there, but then underneath that, the six-pack's there. You just got to get real close, and you got to squint a little bit, and I think you'll see it.
0: <laughs> that answer from <laughs> Kenny Powers. <laughs> he does sound like a cartoon oh, character. There's a six-pack under there. got <laughs> Good for Mahomes for answering the question and, and moving on. Can you imagine, though, if... That was asked to a
2: female? Oh, Serena Williams or something like that? You can't body shame. You shouldn't be body shaming anyone like that. The world would... The internet would be on fire right now. If someone said something to Taylor Swift about her appearance, the way she looks... Yeah, mom
0: bod. Taylor, would you rather another
2: Grammy or you want to lose a couple pounds Yeah. I mean, people would be losing their minds. Uh, Andy Reid also... Gets like every six months asked questions about hamburgers. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like, yeah, okay, Andy Reid is is a bigger guy. But, like, he's constantly asked about hamburgers. And so the other day, so at the same uh, thing, someone asked him whether he prefers In-N-Out or Five Guys. Andy
0: Reid does look like he would be, you'd have to tell him there's mustard or ketchup (laughs) in his mustache more (laughs) than once a week. Oh, (laughs) big time. Male right on the corners. (laughs) Andy, Andy, right here.
2: You got a little little something. <laughs> it's a bit of a trend. So, I mean, the, the questions were one thing at the media night in general. Uh, when they have this, they have, it's kind of changed over the years where now the players kind of speak in general. When Travis Kelsey was talking, when Mahomes was talking, uh, the 49ers fans were booing them. So, the Chiefs, I think, are definitely as the evil villain and the super bowl it's the 49ers who are the underdog Who are the underdog that i think people are pulling for if you you know they always have those maps like who in north america is cheering for who who's pulling state for who? state by state a they, lot of 49ers on that i'd map. say the 49ers are who everyone wants to win the the chiefs have won a lot they get all the attention people are looking for them to lose
0: i'm sure mahomes would rather answer questions about his dad bod than his dad's
2: DUI oh. that happened last week. Well, if he does win a Super Bowl, he'll have as many Super Bowl titles as his dad has DUIs. Whoa! Is that true? Yes. Three, four, what do what so, we at? Three. So his dad has three DUIs. He has two Super Bowls. Oh, boy.
0: Mr. Mahomes, what would you rather, your son to win the Super Bowl or another DUI?
1: I feel like it's lining up. Every time I get a DUI, <laughs> he gets a Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> Dev. We now know that World Junior Team Canada players from 2018, Carter Hart, Michael McLeod, Dylan Dubé, Cal Foote, and Alex Formanton, are facing sexual assault charges stemming from an alleged assault of a woman in 2018 in a London, Ontario hotel room. McLeod is facing an additional charge of sexual assault for being party to the offense. Yesterday, the London police... At a press conference, a lot of questions swirling about the investigation, why it's been reopened, why it's taken so long for charges to be laid. And Devin Peacock from the Global Radio Newsroom joins us. What did we learn during the London Police press conference yesterday, Def?
2: Well, it was quite a long uh, press conference by London Police. Probably the standout portion of it was the apology from uh, Police Chief uh, Tai Trung, who apologized to the uh, victim for taking five and a half years to get to the point where there are now charges laid in the case.
3: It's not something, as the chief of police, that I'm happy about, that it took six years. I truly am not happy about this whatsoever. I don't think any of our uh, members are happy about this. And that is why I apologized to the victim and to her family. But I can assure you I am confident, confident that this will not happen again.
2: The five players had their lawyers appear via video link in a London court on Monday morning. The case was put over until April the 30th. So that is quite the delay. This starts the disclosure process, which with such a long delay it suggests there is quite a bit of evidence for the lawyers to go over. Uh, there are some questions though that uh, are now going to be asked in terms of uh, are we going to have a court date set relatively soon because there is a law that you need to have a court case set within six months of the charges being laid otherwise they could be dropped. There are questions about whether these players if this does go to trial will be tried all at once or uh, individually. It's likely they will be tried all at once. They could have five different lawyers, but it would speed up the whole court process. And then there's also the question of whether this will be a judge trial or a judge and jury trial. Again, if it gets to the point where it is a trial. So there's plenty of questions moving forward. I think though, as I said at the start, the main takeaway for a lot of people is the apology from the police chief, which you don't typically hear in those types
3: of press conferences. Prosecution unfolds. Um, These details that you're asking will come out. And uh, as they come out, as the chief of this police service, I hold myself to account of anything that comes out of our investigations did london's police chief give any explanation as to why it took
0: so long to file charges in this case
2: neither the chief or the detective sergeant who was leading the investigation gave uh, too many details about uh, the nature of uh, the investigation in its first form or second form they went to a lot of uh, lengths to explain that this was one investigation not two separate investigations even though it was opened closed and then reopened but because it is now before the courts Some of the detail in the uh, investigation from 2018 to 2019 was used in the investigation portion of 2022. So the police did not explain what led to the review and what led to the resumption of uh, the case. What they did say was uh, the victim has participated uh, in the investigation right from the very beginning. But what changed in 2022 was there was new new evidence that came forward, what that new evidence was, how that new evidence came about we don't know.
3: So I can tell you that uh, I was not the chief uh, at that time. Chief Steve Williams, now retired, was the chief, and he made the right decision to order a review. It's a It was a decision that I fully support. Um, I have not spoken to him directly as to why he ordered it, um, but it is my understanding that information came to light as a result of the community, and Part of what we do is listen to the community. Thank you,
0: Devin Peacock. And you can find more information on this story as it becomes available at globalnews.ca.